When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this stuff has Hendrix all over it. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. Hey, hey. Let's get into it. Tommy, what's our topic today? Uh, we're talking about uh, the uniforms of the Mighty Ducks through the trilogy. That is correct. And we start off, and they don't really have uniforms. They're out at practice when Gordon sees them. No helmets. A couple players like in shin pads. Most of them not in shin pads. And... My question is, Charlie's mom is so concerned about the limo on the ice and the safety and all this, but she's not all about this safety for her own kids and her kids' friends. I have a theory. Charlie's mom buys him all like the required gear, like helmet, pads, everything like that, but he's the only one who has them, and so they like kind of make fun of him. Oh, look at you wearing pads. You're You're so soft. And so he like... Goes out the door, like, wearing his gear, like, all right, I'm going to practice, or with his bag, and then he just kind of, like, runs off and takes it off when, before he practices. Okay. Fucking sells it so he can buy some drugs? Um, I don't think uh, he would do that, because okay, he doesn't need to show yet. up with the uh, pads back home. Okay. It's a little early for the old drug talk, but with my... I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ignore that. Later. Uh, I did not see this one turning that quickly. So the other kids, are they just poor? Do their parents just not care? Or are they just trying to be tough? Um, maybe a combination of all three. Mostly poor, I'd say. Yeah, because I think we've established, like, Carp's parents care, and uh, Jesse and, and Terry's parents care. Charlie's mom obviously cares somewhat. Too much. Yeah. She loves him too much. Yeah. Peter's parents probably don't know where he is half the time. <laughs> so. Okay. So, you mentioned Carp, and we've established Carp's loving family. Now, Carp is wearing a football helmet. Is that, like, how does that kind of jive with his love? I figure his loving family would want to protect him with, like, a real hockey helmet. Maybe it's something where Carp kind of, like, grabbed the helmet. Hey, this will work, right? And <laughs> it's probably, like, his dad's old helmet from, like, when he played back in the day. Maybe, and the dad's like, oh, well, we love him. We encourage his creativity and something like that. <laughs> All right. And, and, I mean, we've already established that Carp is pretty dumb, so maybe his family is just pretty dumb as well. So, and that, so they're just oblivious. Or maybe, I bet you Carp was like, hey, I signed up to play football, not realizing he actually signed up to play hockey. Yeah, there oh. we go. There we go. Okay, so Mystery Carp, Carp just signs up for a sport himself, and then he shows up to this ice rink. Thinking he's going to play football? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well he, showed, well, he didn't show up at an ice rink. He showed up at a pond. Okay. Thinking he's going to play football. <laughs> okay, that makes it better. <laughs> and he obviously doesn't know what he's doing on the ice. He's clear. I, I've established him as I think he's the worst player. And so I bet you like he was hanging with Peter and Guy or something like that. And I was like, we're going to play hockey. 
And Carp's like, what's hockey? Or I don't know how to play hockey. He was like, oh, it's easy. And Peter's probably like, all you need is like football pads. Oh. Like joking with him. And then Carp takes it way too seriously. So he scrounges through like the neighborhood for a week to find football pads. Okay. And, and maybe the parents too, they knew that they really sucked. So they didn't think it would stick. So they didn't want to sink all this money into equipment. Mm, okay. My hockey I, gear is pretty expensive. Oh yeah, it's definitely expensive. But if the kids are gonna play, you might as well suit them up. And also, how the fuck did the league allow? Yeah, them there's got to be this? some kind of like. I mean, even for like sports like <laughs> soccer, where it's just like you have to have shin guards on, and if you don't have them on, you're not playing. It's yeah. just like or simple things like you have to have a helmet. To <laughs> yeah, <have> that noggin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gee's wearing like some old school. Yeah, helmet. very old like leather helmet almost. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. Like, why do the officials let them play in these games against the Hawks who are all geared up? And then there's these kids. Charlie's wearing a sweatshirt, and his helmet's, like, old and rusty, and Guy's helmet is just terrible. So shouldn't the officials, like, step in here or something? Now, when did they start making rules where it's like you have to wear a visor on your face for, like, certain age groups? Oh, I mean... In the nineties, yeah, I'm so. sure. I'm sure the rules of the time would force every kid to wear a cage. Yeah. So, officials dropped the ball there. And also, I mean, having a team that is w- completely under-equipped, it makes it more dangerous for the even for the teams that are <laughs> super equipped. Like a kid out there with a football helmet that. That's just, you're asking for a disaster for somebody. Carp is going to get called for targeting, for sure. (laughs) That's bad news. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest issue I have with the parent is Goldberg's. You know, they have a deli. You figure they're okay. You know, they might be moving back to Philly, but they're okay. And he's out there. He's got a helmet. He's got, like, shin pads when he's a goalie. So Goldberg's parents not really doing their best, but... You think once they go to the first game, they're like, oh, shit, we need to buy some pads for <laughs> yeah, these kids. Yeah, And, like, Terry's, uh, Jesse and Terry's dad is obviously at the games. Yeah, like, why doesn't anybody bring it up? Like, they'll <laughs> just watch, they'll just blindly watch the games, not thinking anything of it, you know? And it's, it's like, obviously that, like, maybe some of the kids, like, had help from their parents, like, sewing D5 <laughs> onto their, like, old Bulls jersey or yeah. something. Yeah. It's like you guys couldn't go get some pennies or anything like that or try to like all buy. Okay, everyone buy like a plain like black hoodie or a plain white hoodie for like $4 and we'll all wear that. Yeah, well, let's talk about the D5 because most kids have their D5 somewhere on their jersey. You know, Goldberg's got the Flyers jersey, but it's written in marker under it. Same. <laughs> it's like he showed up with a magic marker for the first <laughs> yeah. game. Like the only rule they did say is like you have to have District 5 somewhere on your uh your person. Yeah, and then Guy's got the Canadian's jersey, but he's got the D5 under it, and Peter Marks got D5 on his weird-ass jersey, and Jesse Alves. Everyone's got D5 somewhere, except for Charlie Conway. Doesn't he just have a Minnesota hoodie? Yeah, he's got a Gophers hoodie. So is that... First of all, his mom obviously sees this. So is his mom involved, and is this some sort of statement that Charlie's making about how he's better than everybody? What's going on here? Hmm. It, it's it's odd. Maybe he only has like one hoodie, and his mom's like, "You're not ruining that hoodie by putting some stupid number on it." Yeah, she's the only one with a little bit of sense in that in that uh, scenario. Okay. This is your favorite hoodie. I know you love to wear it, but just like write D five on your shin pads. Also, like, why couldn't you just like write D five on some tape? 
Just yeah, like put some duct tape on, like put it on your back. Again, we're establishing that these kids were morons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them like have their names on the back of their jerseys. Yeah. Like, like Carp, I know. Yeah, there's Hall on there too. They throw it on there like with tape and marker. But okay, so Gordon goes to Ducksworth, gets all this equipment, mm-hmm. and he might have kind of oversold a little bit. He might have got a little too much money because they go into practice. Everyone's got different colored helmets. Goldberg's got practice pads that are different from his regular pads. So did Goldberg or did Gordon Pompey really kind of fleece Ducksworth here with that fifteen thousand dollar marker, even though he only used like seven thousand dollars of that? Was it well? Some of it was spent for ring time, wasn't? It? Was it not? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So okay, and I bet you he's buying them like snacks and taking them to Pizza Hut afterwards. Yeah, that's true. And you know Goldberg's gonna eat a lot of Pizza Hut. So you got to get like an extra pizza for him. But, but I mean, would it be such a bad thing if he did fleece Mr. Ducksworth? He's kind of a dick. And I imagine there might be some kind of, uh, you know, obviously Ducksworth is going to write this off. And mm-hmm. so maybe there's some kind of number that he has to hit for all his charitable donations. So he's like, okay, we can just make it an even 15. That way it can hit the next, you know, write off, whatever. I don't know how taxes work. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> okay. I mean, taxes since 92. <laughs> that. That makes sense. I mean, it still seems kind of excessive for this team that was super poor that couldn't even afford its own equipment to have different goalie pads for practice in a game and different helmets for practice in a game. But whatever. So I guess maybe they're just trying to show them, like, hey, this is uh, That's how the other half lives. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you deserve to have nice things too. You know, even though you come from kind of like a bad part of the neighborhood, you can you know still have nice things and. You know, it, they probably take some pride in, like, taking care of it, too. And I bet you they seem like, they see the game jersey and everything as, like, this is, you know, kind of what we practice for, to wear that jersey. At least that's what I would say, like, if I was Bombay to try and preach that. Okay. Oh, wow. And I think Jesse... Deep. And, and Jesse... <laughs> I mean, we got deep was a lot deeper than I was expecting. <laughs> Jesse kind of epitomizes that, you know, when he says, you know, putting on a duck jersey doesn't make you a duck, because you have to earn that duck jersey, you know, through kind of hard work practice and the camaraderie. Wow. Motivational Gordon Bombay, Coach really, Tommy over here. Yeah. Coach Tommy really breaking down Coach Bombay's tactics. All right, so, so we get that Ducks jersey. It's that dark greenish and then kind of like a purplish bluish type deal. Uh, it's purplish, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do we think about it? The original Ducks jersey? Yeah, with oh, the duck, the skating duck. That's the best jersey ever, hands down, of any jersey ever, ever made. <laughs> wow i love that jersey okay I, right. i'd wear that jersey oh yeah i would definitely wear it too i would like looking at it again the duck see the duck's kind of off like he he might be a pelican we don't know but i guess he doesn't have like the big bottom beak but the duck doesn't look that much like a duck but i did appreciate the d5 on the duck's jersey it's a nice little touch you gotta remember where you came from exactly exactly so I guess it's a lot more complicated than other. Like, if I, one thing about the hawk is I do kind of like that sleek hawk design. Yeah, and you know it's kind of like simplicity. But but I will. The, but the duck with their uniforms were very like '90s. Like it fit for the era. Like it wasn't about like sleek design in the '90s. It was about like loud and just ridiculous looking stuff. So I thought it fit the era. That's a good point. Okay. I mean the hawks. How do we feel about the black on black on black, really? They're just all black all the time. Well, it's symbolism. <laughs> well, obviously, since Iceland was the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, 
It's a little too monochromatic for me to think it's a good look. I, w- I feel like if they had, they probably have white jerseys that they wear for their home games. Or I imagine maybe it's also, you know, kind of getting the heads of their opponents, you know, the Hawks and just the all, you know, wearing all black all the time and, you know, probably intimidating. You know, that's why, like, so many, uh, like, college teams were all black now, even though black isn't even one of their colors. I mean, Baylor, for crying out loud. Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to D2. So the big one is obviously their Team USA jerseys. It's got Hendricks written all over it. And really, it's Hendricks down one arm, down the side. Now, it is like big down the side. It's not like a Nike swoosh. But is that really overbearing for a sponsor to put Hendricks or their their name on the jersey? I, I think it's appropriate to have the uh, the name on the jersey somewhere. But having it like down one sleeve, I think it, they made it look all right. But that is a little bit of overkill. I mean, Charlie does have somewhat of a point, but at the same time, it's like I think Charlie loses all credibility when he says, "Why can't we be USA Ducks? It's just like keep our own colors." It's like, what are you, an idiot? You want to get rid of the red, white, and blue? Why did I bring you to this team? Props to Tibbles though for uh, for getting his company, you know, so prominently on the jerseys, you know. We've established that Tibbles is a mastermind. Yeah, in our Don Tibbles episode. I don't remember what episode number that was, but it was a good one. I'll put it in the show notes, you know. So, they go, I mean, other than the Hendricks, though, down the arm, pretty solid-looking jersey, you know? Like, pretty traditional USA. They didn't try to do anything spectacular. I liked it. And yeah, and they just had the, the one scheme throughout. They didn't have, like, home and away colors, did they? No. But I, I think uh, best uniforms by far in that tournament are Trinidad and Tobago. With tie-dyes? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. That's very 90s, too. I wasn't a fan. No. Oh, explain yourself. Yeah, explain yourself. Uh, it just didn't look like intimidating. If, I want, if I'm wearing a jersey, it's just They like, weren't there to win. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It's just like, I, I bet you the coaches were like, okay, everyone, we're here to have fun. And here are some fun jerseys. <laughs> and that's fine, but everyone now knows Trinidad and Tobago is not to be taken seriously. Well, I And so maybe it was a ploy all along to, like, oh, look at these guys in their, you know, tie-dye It's like catch uniforms. people off guard. Yeah. Like, maybe it was that. And... Well, I mean, I think they knew what they were up against, though. You have all these, like, you have USA, Russia, Canada, even Iceland. Like, these cold weather, like, outside of Iceland who just had a golden era. I wonder what Just this uh, like qualifying was like for Trinidad and Tobago. How do they get in? Yeah. Like cool runnings. Were they like Caribbean champion? Team. They had like a playoff against some European team or something like that to get in? Yeah, it'd be tough. Maybe there was like a South America, Central America type deal. What's interesting is there was no like, uh, I guess other than Russia, there was no like, you know, Asian, there was no like Japan or Korea. Because I feel like they, they might be able to field a team of young kids playing hockey. So maybe it was like... Like in the World Cup, like Caribbean team plays off against like a like an Asian team for like the final spot in the tournament, and so Trinidad somehow managed to beat them. Probably because they blinded you know the other teams with their like outlandish. They'd never seen such colors. Yeah, exactly. I was like, whoa, is this a, a hockey team or a you know pinata? Yeah, I mean, and then you go in and you know they know they're not the favorites. They know they're probably gonna get run. So why try to change it up? You just got to be yourself at that point. Take what got you there. So I have no issue with the Trinidad and Tobago jerseys. It's like in Cool Runnings, whenever they try to do what the what the Swiss do. That's true. And then, but it doesn't work for them, so they go back to their Jamaican roots. 
and then and they, they still succeed, come in and then they thrive. Dead last. Well, yeah, but, but they. Cra- <laughs> I mean, but it was an uplifting story. They were gonna win if they hadn't crashed. Everybody knows that. <laughs> okay. Because of John Candy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, the Ducks wear their USA's pretty much throughout, and then third period, new Ducks and old Ducks must unite under a new banner, and they whip out the cross hockey stick duck mask with a different purple, different like green, which is like tealish now. Now we're kind of um, biased because we've seen this. We see that we saw that Ducks jersey in the NHL and whatnot, but. Just from, if you could take a step back, really, how good is that jersey? It was pretty iconic. I mean, and I, I guess it's kind of hard to take the context out of it, you know, knowing what it became. Um, but it's a pretty iconic symbol, pretty iconic jersey, and pretty brilliant, too, when you think about it. Just the logo itself, it was pretty cool. That's basically what I'm getting at. Classic 90s colors, too. I really liked it at the time, and, you know, so it's kind of hard for me to and kind of remove myself from the original mindset. Because I remember the first time I saw him, be like, whoa, those are the coolest uniforms ever. You know, I want one. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting, though, for, like, especially, like, the NHL team, like, wearing, like we're going to wear these jerseys that, the, you know, 12-year-olds are wearing. It's, like, great. Yeah. The mask was very cool. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed the mask. Like, the tealish? I don't know. It was 90s. I mean, that was, like, Teal 90s to the max. All right. You know? Like, All right. Those are classic 90s colors, purple and teal. What if they just kept the original D5 colors? Though? You get that dark green and then like that dark, a little darkish purple. Would that have worked? I don't, I don't know. I don't think it would have. I don't know. We can test this theory. So do you think maybe if they'd put like the like the, the mask on the, the duck and maybe just put that on the old ducks, like replacing the old logo, maybe something like that? Yeah, I'm just saying... The skating duck, all right, just leave that D5. Put that mask. That mask is cool. Mm-hmm. Keep the mask. But then, so the ducks come out at the end, and they're in their white jerseys, and they have, like, the green, like, kind of, like, swoosh on the side, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. like, a little patch of green, and then they have, like, a purple stripe. I'm just saying, what if you kept that purple, the same purple that they had on the D5 jersey, and that green, the same green that they had on the D5 jersey, instead of having it, a lighter purple and a teal. Would that work? I don't think it would work. Personally. I'm wondering if, if there's like a line from the announcer, just like I just got word there was no rule against changing uniforms. I wonder if they did have to kind of adhere, like make sure you're not doing like some other country's color code. Because mm. I bet you there is kind of like you know each country in Iceland. Obviously, there is no black in their flag. We've already established <laughs> this. It's red, white, and blue, just like USA. Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, I guess maybe there are no rules when it comes to jerseys. You just kind of let them do whatever they want. I don't know. Can we kind of talk about the line that they were towing between treason and not treason by not having USA on their jerseys? I imagine, like, hey, if they had lost, I mean, they would have been torn apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'm wondering if there's, like, some conservative news outlets who are like, this team, you know, shit all over the America by doing imagine, this. Imagine, like, Bill O'Reilly. The <laughs> oh, ripping yeah. Ripping shreds. He would have had on, like, uh, I mean, he probably would have tried to have Bombay on the show, but... Yeah. He probably would have only been able to get Portman, who would have just been fantastic television, but would have been torn to shreds, unfortunately. But that's an interesting point. What if they pulled out those Ducks jerseys, but they were just red, white, and blue? Would that I have think worked? that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. I think that's really... Uh, I think they fucked up. That would have been great if they had done red, white, and blue. I, I still don't really understand why they didn't, but whatever. 
well, they were establishing an NHL franchise, so they need those colors. <laughs> That's true. But That's true. All right. So you talked about Iceland a little bit. Mm-hmm. No black on their flag. They did have that cool like Viking, Viking guy. Yeah, I like that. But again, the black on the black on the black, which no real relation to Iceland. Are you okay with that? I am, because I guess if you think about like uh, New Zealand, they call themselves, you know, the All Blacks. They they wear all black, and there's no black in the New Zealand flag. Okay. And so maybe it's just kind of like rooted in tradition for for Iceland hockey. Is they're the All Blacks of hockey? Yeah. That is a cool Viking, though. It is a cool Viking, and. The only thing I'd have was Iceland doesn't really have a hockey tradition other than those golden years. So I don't know where it would come from, but I can deal. I can deal with that. Hang on. Can we, what, what would have happened if Iceland had had the same motivational tactic that Bombay had had and they came out in different jerseys? Completely confused. (laughs) That would have been, yeah, they should have came out in USA colors. (laughs) And then everybody would be confused. That would have been interesting. I bet you um, uh, the dentist is, you know, Wolf Sanson, their coach, he's like, damn, why didn't I change uniforms? It could have motivated the team. Yeah. I, I just think the interaction between the dentist and Bombay would have been hilarious if they both came out with different jerseys. They'd look at each other like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. If they came out, I feel like if they came out in red, white, and blue jerseys, the crowd would have turned on them. They would have been rooting for Iceland at that point. But – Alas, did not happen. So then we go into D three, and we got the we got the red and the white jerseys, and then the black warrior. Nothing special. It was okay. Very, very, you know, stereotypical, you know, jerseys for. Do you think they name too? Do you think they've had like the same design for like twenty five years? Like they're never gonna. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty standard warriors. Yeah, it's a yeah. traditional, I guess, too. It's just like if you're winning, you got the brand. You don't want to change the brand. Yeah. Okay, okay. So then the Ducks come back with their same jerseys they wore. Well, at least the same kind of scheme that they wore in the jun- at the third period of the Junior Goodwill Games. Are those the same jerseys or are they different jerseys? Like the actual physical jerseys? Yeah, like the, the game-worn jerseys? Yes, exactly. Did, I, I think they're different because, A, they've grown, and, B, because it's like uh, Coach Orion, he uh, like opens the box, and he's like tossing out fresh jerseys. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still Eden Hall at that point. They're still a junior varsity, and they're still like turning their back on the Eden Hall tradition. I mean, we've talked about how ridiculous it is that they single-handedly are able to change the name of entire school just on a whim who was it that's it was it goldberg that just decided no who was it the warriors die and the ducks fly oh russ tyler russ yeah i do think and this is something i just thought about about the whole tradition thing and it's like they were all on tradition high on it and then they go to that dinner and they're just like it's cool it's tradition but then they get stuck with the bill and so i imagine thinking like wow this is like this school is terrible yeah, like, this tradition is terrible oh, okay. i don't like this school's tradition we got to change it now and so russ tyler's probably starting to think then plus way ahead of their time in the uh, getting rid of the you know the the native american team names you know yeah there was a there was a theme there in the petition that uh charlie's girlfriend had yeah. going around linda linda yeah yeah we've talked about that before but they win and then they're celebrating, and Gordon looks at, uh, or Charlie looks at Gordon, and then Gordon looks up, and then Charlie looks up, and a duck's banner falls, 
and they're eating Almighty Ducks, and it's the Ducks logo, but there's that red in it. Is that kind of a uh, is that kind of a front to the actual Ducks with their teal and I mean, green? You you gotta you gotta give some leeway there somewhere. I mean, you can't just change the colors of the school <laughs> while you're at it. I mean, yeah, because you know, like those colors are all over the school, yeah. and like every single like board member's got like perfect ties and stuff to go with everything. And so I think it's I think it's cool. And you know, I bet you Charlie is like, okay, you know, it's compromised, so that's good. They took us in. I'm and sure, now... you found something else to bitch about. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we be USA Eden Hall ducks? <laughs> all right. I mean, did the I don't. I don't know how I feel about that red, though, with the Ducks mask logo type deal. It looked kind of mean. I think it'd be sweet if you go red eyes. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. That is menacing. good. That is good. Even more menacing than it already is. Yeah. It, you know, it's a pretty intimidating duck mask. Yeah. It's not bad. It's okay. You know. Do you remember the TV, the cartoon series? The yeah. Ducks? That was awesome. Yeah, that, well, they all had, like, ducks masks. They yeah. actual ducks with the ducks mask. It was great. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the plot was, because they, like, didn't just play hockey. No, they were, like, they superheroes. Were like, yeah, yeah. They crime fighters. It didn't really make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It was awesome. All right. We're running out of things to talk about. <laughs> when we delve into the Mighty Ducks cartoons, that's when you know it's running out of steam. So, uh, you know what to do. Unless you have any thoughts. I think, I mean, it helped define a, uh, a generation of, of uniforms. And obviously, they, the NHL took their cues from, from this, you know, this group of 12 and 13 year olds and decided that their jerseys were good enough to make an NHL franchise out of. So, obviously, they were, pre- they were onto something pretty good. Okay. I just thought of this question for you. You've always, you talked. Throughout this episode, about oh, very nineties, very nineties. Now these jerseys are coming out in ninety four. You know, still mid to early nineties. Did they help define the style of the nineties, or did they were they just a part of it? I think they were just a part of it. I mean, uh, eventually it became a you know a, a defining moment of the nineties, but I don't think it started any sort of trend. I think it followed a trend, and then it just became a part of you know the consciousness of the era. You know. I, but I don't think it started any sort of trend because I don't know. It just that's just what the '90s was. It was puffy pants and and neon colors with weird prints and you know, like anything that Will Smith wore in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like that was the '90s, you know. Okay, I mean teal was very in in the '90s. Yeah, oh yeah, late '90s. Like... Well, the combination of teal and purple itself. That's true. I had a pair of pants that were teal and purple yeah. that were just god awful, but I loved them. <laughs> a windbreaker, <laughs> a windbreaker that was teal and purple. Everybody had a windbreaker that was teal and purple. Yeah, so I can see your point about like the style already being there, but those specific colors. You have this movie that's a phenomenon for little kids. You have this NHL team, teal and purple. Putting it on their jerseys, wearing it every night, different cities. Did the teal and purple come from the Ducks, or was that also just? Did they were they also just riding the wave? I mean, maybe it did. I mean, we all know that the Ducks, you know, changed so much about history and culture that you know it probably did have a big impact on that. I mean, they recognized how popular it was, so maybe they just ran with it. You know, people in the '90s, because the Ducks, you know, they affected all sorts. You know, foreign policy. You know. Domestic policy, economics, 
I mean, you name it, the Ducks had a, had a hand in it. That's true. That's true. It's very true. A lot to think about there. So think about that. <laughs> and then tell us your thoughts. Quackatech.com. You can go there. See all the pods. Contact us. Give us, you know, your thoughts on just everything. Or on Twitter, at QuackatechPod. Or, and probably most importantly, iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And give us, in your review, an essay on how you think the Ducks affected foreign policy in the 90s. And with that, remember, Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.